Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Sorry. Dave Skull. I would like all of you to know that I successfully fought off that cough that I usually uh, just uh, inflict on all of you right at the very beginning of this show. Every time I take that big opening deep breath, I'm proud of myself. Maybe <laughs> it's a, a good omen. What do you I'm think? proud of you too, and you had me laughing coming into the show. And I was trying my best not to get that on the hot mic. But. I would love to laugh a little <laughs> bit more on this show. I would like oh, to dude. not be terribly... Well, for, it's games. Well, supposed to be. I don't. I don't want to do anything serious. You think I want to like talk about like ethical issues and like philosophical debates about big picture things? No, hell no. I want to talk what about I come stupid here for. stuff. It's not I, what I come here for. I want. You know? I wish there was more. Generally speaking, a ridiculousness. Yeah. But that's a luxury. It is. We can have more fun when there's nothing to be too terribly concerned about. Yeah. And we've had too much of that. I'm concerned. At least I was. At this point, I don't. I'm past concern. Have you ever written? <laughs> I'm a not concerned. Sternly anymore. worded letter. It depends on what you consider. When I was ten years old, under the influence <laughs> of my my four older sisters, I wrote a letter to Sports Illustrated about the swimsuit issue. Okay, I I loved it. Literally, like maybe a few months later. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're telling us that you let your sisters. Bull- I say that. Bully you into writing a letter of complaint about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? I don't think it played out quite that or way. Or manipulated you into it? Probably. Okay. I was a young man. I was nine or ten. You know? I would give anything to just to see that letter. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually, I remember I, I the words that get thrown back at me a lot as a grown man are babes and bakinis. Bakinis? Yeah, B-A-K-I-N-I-S. Um, I'm pretty sure it was one of those moments like... Within a month of reading that, writing that letter, I think I I started to hit puberty. <laughs> I was like, I kind of like those. Can I have that issue back, <laughs> please? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Can I please have the issue back? I really do like the idea, of, like knowing that I that you wrote that letter. Yeah, I believe this story. It's one hundred percent sure you can call any of the four sisters right now, and they would tell you it's true. Because I think they lamented the fact that I. Uh, moved past it pretty quickly. <laughs> you changed size on that issue? <laughs> not, not, you know, whatever. I was just a, like a nine-year-old that really loved sports. 
Right. So I was, you know, manipulated to why do I have uh, like a Victoria's Secret catalog here? And then within a couple months, it was like, now I know why I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. That's more of what I'm looking for here. That's what I'm saying. I was like, "Ah, that's just, so what are you talking about? It's my favorite issue. (laughs) Where does stuff happen? Right around the time you're like 10, 11, 12. Things really change. For most people, yeah. yeah. Your perspectives on a lot of things That's right. change. That's right. That's right. Before that, all I cared about were the stats on the back of a baseball card. Man. And then all of a sudden, like, I, man, I was a savant when all I was same. a kid. I knew every single stat. I just I collected baseball cards, and I, I memorized them. I knew who led the league and everything every year. And at some point, you know, like, uh, the knowledge starts getting replaced by other things. That's right. I'm not nearly as good with my baseball statistics as I was as a kid. Jack Grossman's the only person that ever grew past that. You know, he still could tell you That's who right. led both leagues, the top ten in ERA, right, in both leagues, WAR, everything. That's why we love him. That's also right. And he's just a delightful young man. All things that are true. That's true. All right, we have to start with last night's men's basketball game. Have you ever read, written a sternly word letter? I uh, I've I've definitely complained. I've never physically written a letter. I have complained on, like online, but not like polluting someone's like public Facebook page or something. But like their official sort of contact us outlets, I most certainly have done those. Sure, I once or twice I've emailed about a like an extremely bad situation. But normally, if it's, I just kind of let it go. Same. The only time it ever you ever get that is if it's something pretty deep, like a car purchase or something like that. If it's like a bad meal, no. You're going to get These tipped properly right. and I'm going to leave. You know That's what I mean? Right. Like, whatever. I might not come back. Yeah, but, but like, you're not going to get stiff. It, right? You're not going to be, you're not, you know, right. nothing like that. You're right. just, I might, I'm, I might say something if the food is terribly, terribly bad, like it's cold or something like that. But I don't even like doing that just because I worked in restaurants for seven years and I don't really like pushing my luck in any situation. And I, I prefer to treat people, you know, with, as much respect as possible, uh, but sternly worded letters. I feel like I, I think we've we've moved past that period, and now it's just people that Google reviews. You know, that that feels like what we do now. Yelp, Yelp. That's right. Just internet. The internet's uh, powerful. That's true. It's manipulable too, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, for so much, but last night Louisville plays uh, at Clemson. Would you agree the game was weird? That, yes. that you there are some times where I feel like you you watch a game or if you look at the box score for a game then have you you watched the game and you're like this doesn't look like the game I just watched you know this doesn't really feel like it matches what I saw happen but if you had told me like all the different ways that that game last night against Clemson could have gone uh, the game where Louisville plays, a decent defensive game and just decides that the that a team that they have that they were at a pretty big size disadvantage with injuries and all that sort of thing and fouls and all that stuff that they would out rebound them like crazy yeah in a road game like that uh, a team that hasn't really shown a lot of um stomach for the stuff that makes one a good rebounding team and our bigs were in foul trouble for half that game and yet they did. They they once again fell behind by an enormous number of points. Uh, I did not take the time. I feel like 
I'm sometimes when I dig into some of these statistical things, I'm wasting my time just because no one needs to be persuaded. Zampane was plus sixteen. In case anybody was. <laughs> is that an argument against stats? It's a stat of the game. Like I don't know what to do with it. Like, Sky Clark was minus sixteen before he got hurt. Zampane was plus sixteen in ten minutes. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't. I don't know what stats mean anything. I just know that we keep losing. Which is a pretty important stat, despite what you might have heard uh, about a game. Uh, But a bizarre game, Dave. Louisville can't shoot. We've spent the last several weeks talking about the fact that while they're still not winning, and they're still not even especially competitive in a bunch of games, uh, they have developed something of an offensive identity. Or, Or at least they have people's respect as an offense. I think opponents think, yeah. if, if we're not careful, Louisville can score, which is cute, but but it's true. It's progress. It's damning that that's progress, but it is progress. And then they go down here and play this game, and all of that just disappears. What had normally been at least sort of a you know, solid offense, they can't defend anybody and they can't sustain it, but they could do – like they didn't do any of it. And yet, they fall behind in this game – by 20 or more again at one point and lose by six. It, it was really so weird. does not make any sense. Cut it to four at one point. Like beginning of the game couldn't neither team could hit the broad side of a barn. Like they were open looks for both teams. Nobody could hit. Uh it was not the way I expected this game to to play out. I might have had a different idea about it. Uh I knew I mean I heard Tyler was going to be out right before the game. Yeah. Uh and at that point you kind of maybe start adjusting your expectations as far as offensive efficiency. Just because when he's on the court, I think he, he makes a lot of things go. Um, but at the end of the day, we couldn't hit anything. And I'm not talking three-point shots. I'm talking like mid-range, around the basket. Nobody was hitting early in that game. It did not go the way I thought it would. Clemson's a high-scoring offense, and that's our stronger side of the ball as well, uh, side of the court. And it, it just it was super weird. First half seemed to go really quickly to me. Um. Like you know, the, it seemed like we we wouldn't have dead balls until, like, all the way till the press. You know, the the media timeouts, like the the under sixteen and the under twelve and the under eight. Like they were, it just it just seemed like that game went really quickly. And it was super weird. Like it was two different games, and then we expected like we already were down Tyler Johnson, Hersey's hurt, so yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, Sky Clark was the only op- true point guard option on that on that team. And when he goes down, we play better, which is so confusing. <laughs> I don't know if Clemson fell asleep at the wheel a little bit, but, like, yeah, he goes down. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, what are we going to do now? And somehow we cobbled together a comeback. You know, it, it was it was a really bizarre game with a lot of, like, counterintuitive uh, stats almost uh, at different points and. and I uh, I don't know. Just another chapter in the book of the weird Kenny Payne era, man. Like it was just weird. Yeah, it's it was just look. The season has been whack a mole, uh, which is which is to say, it's not. It hasn't progressed at all. But any game in which Louisville fixes or or addresses some issue, they merely address it by letting something else go. And so here's a game where, for whatever reason. They were more determined and more successful 
to do some of the dirty work that we have complained that they haven't seemed to embrace over the years uh, with with rebounding and that sort of thing, only to just be as sloppy as could possibly be and selfish uh, as could be on the offensive end. This is another half of basketball in which Louisville did not have an assist. Like, do you know how hard it is? It's unreal. To never have an assist, like to play 20, min- 20 minutes of basketball. And just never have a guy make one nice pass and a guy lay it up or catch it and shoot and something. A, f- a few times there were there were uh, possible assists, probable assists with missed baskets, sure. But zero assists and a half is crazy. And and it's one of those things that you look at. It's one of those those uh, touchstone stats. You know, you go, well, how many assists do we have? And usually, it's a pretty good indication of how you're sharing the ball, how you're moving the ball. You know how successful your offense is being. We had zero assists at halftime, and I think four for the game. Is that right? I think four for the game. That's that's crazy. Four assists, sixteen turnovers. So not even like not a negative assist to turnover ratio. A one to four ratio. Of not great to turnovers. Not- Louisville officially. You know, Luke started saying this a little bit last year, but Louisville really does. They should have to call the turnover to assist ratio. Right, and this until they earn the right to call it the other. <laughs> it's the same crap that happened last year, though. Like when when we regularly had three or four to one in the wrong direction, you know, if we want to call it turnover to assist, one to four, one to three, you know, uh, assist to turnover ratio. It's insane. Like normally, you know, like worst case scenario, you're traditionally you're about even. You know, you'd like to be like best case scenario is two to one as a team. 1.5 to 1 It's an good. overall goal. You're going to have fluctuations. Sure. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, you can win. It's not ideal. But if you have about an even assist-turnover ratio, it's like, all right. All right, we got to improve on that. But that's about where you hover oftentimes. But, man, if you are constantly out there going 4 to 16, you know, 5 assists to 22 turnovers, uh, 7 assists to, to 14 or 15 turnovers – like when we see it and it's like ten assists to, to, to fourteen turnovers, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's good, it's progress. That's not great. That's not great. No, not uh, not at all. Uh, and unfortunately, Dave, I think as has been the case so often uh, this year, uh, something that wasn't great, uh, but that had some identifiable things that you could look at and, and at least draw some encouragement out of. Uh, all of it just gets drained by him talking and i've never seen a coach well i feel like i say that a lot but like i've never seen a coach who takes even the the good that you can draw out of something in a bad situation and somehow just consistently kind of knock the legs out from under it right but like we all we interpret this stuff for a living this is what we do we talk about all this and we, we watch these games. We think we see various things. We talk about it. We give you our opinions. And then when he talks about it, you're like, what? <laughs> just routinely, how often? Like, how's that what you got out how of How often? Yeah. All of you who are listening, yeah. just I want you to, like, if you're in your car, you're in, like, the waiting, you're in line to pick up your kids at school, whatever. How many times have you looked right at your, your car radio and you're like, what? Yeah. At some clip. And you're about to do it again. Like all constantly, like the results are bad enough. But then when you start talking about them, like, oh no, well we're gonna play all of them here in just a second. That's fair warning. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> just a pull over. That's right. 
get 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 ready. Disclaimers. Yeah. All right. So after the game at the podium, we'll start with this one. Uh, it, you guys will be shocked to learn that uh, they fought, and that Kenny is proud of the fact that they fought. Play one. You know, first of all, we're playing a team that's got a real legitimate chance to make an NCAA tournament. I like their team. I like their toughness. We knew it would be a physical battle. Um, we know that they have great shooting. Um, even though they haven't shot it great lately, they're a good, very good shooting team. They are a complete team. And to come in here and battle the way we battle, I'm proud of my guys. I know people will want us to be down because we lost, but at the end of the day, I saw five guys on the court, whichever five, fighting with everything they had to win a game. I am proud of my guys. Uh, we didn't shoot it well from three. I think we were two for 20. Don't care. They fought. Uh, we out-rebounded them by 19. One of the most physical teams in this conference, we fought. So I can't sit here and be negative when I when my guys – without two-point guards, go out and battle the way they did. Well, I can. And we're not, we haven't even played, to me, like the worst one. Yeah. But to go, like, you know, so often, Dave, I, I get defensive when people talk uh, about last year, when so many people talked last year, Dave, about uh, wanting to, like, hey, you just get rid of them now. Get rid of them now. Get rid of them now and would accuse you of lowering the bar. How often did we hear that? Yeah, you're lowering the standards. You're lowering yeah. the standards. You hear it a lot. You heard it a lot last year. And I've, I've always said it pushed back on that. I'm not doing that. You're not going to accuse me of doing that, even if I didn't think they should fire him after one year, all yeah. that sort of thing. And now he it's him. He's the one that is talking in such a way that, like, I just, he says things sometimes that might be true that you should, as the head coach you ought not ever say. And to they lost, man. They lost. They were they, they fell way behind. They did enough they well they did some good things that you you could have won this game. And instead of being like, well, at least it wasn't a blowout, which is basically what he did. And comes running with the excuse without two point all that stuff. Man, no one wants to hear that. This was a winnable game. They could have won this game. Clemson is not great. They're good, but they're not great. And they're they, not the top half of the ACC right And now. they didn't play great. Because they weren't going into last night. And they didn't play great last night. No, they Louisville didn't. lost by six in a game where it, it, it fell behind by 20 or more again. Again. This was a completely winnable game. And to, to sort of be like, well, that, hey, listen, I'm not going to be mad about any of that. Man, you missed a chance to win a game. Yeah. The I don't care, you know, people are, they're not going to, it's not going to come off the way you think it's coming off. You can compliment effort while, while still saying it's not good enough and saying, of course you care about wins and losses because you're running out of time, man. You've already run out of time, but you're really running out of time. You ought to care about every damn win and every damn loss because it's your job. And when you say that, and you're like, all right, man, like, why is that your opening? Like, why is that how you're framing the discussion? You know, that's how you get off the ground is I don't care. Two for 20, I don't care. 
losing the game. I don't care. I saw five guys that were fighting. It's like, all right. Okay. This is not a... <laughs> it's a results-based industry. Also, I'm like, sorry. This is not a camp. Yeah. Right? Like, we're not trying to help each of these individual players like, reach self-actualization here. <sighs> You're supposed to win a game. And to be... All right. I want to... I'm interrupting myself because I'm put off. Can we play two where he's going to go in even more depth about no assist, that sort of thing? Listen to this. I just felt like, you know, we were stagnant. We didn't make quick, decisive decisions. Um, when a guy was open, we hesitated a second. Um, but, again, overall, they fought, man. I can't, I can't dwell on their lack of assist and the lack of playing the right way when they fight like that. When's the appropriate time to dwell on not playing the proper way? I just want to know. What? I just want to know. Like, when is it? When do you start caring about about what the product looks like? This is like getting everybody to fight is day one stuff. Okay. You Thank know what I mean? I'm, so you said it. And that, like to me, that is what irritates me to no end about him. Effort and fight is the beginning of good basketball, not the end. Yeah. We're supposed to be able to assume that. Yeah. Not not care about anything else as long as you do that. When we like think about how many times we've talked about a new coach comes in, here's the team, these guys, you know, he didn't recruit these guys, he didn't want these guys. Uh he, but they they've all got to make it work. And uh Scott's first year after Bob after, after Petrino and that whole debacle, mm-hmm. you know, Bobby's last year. How often did we say I just want to see them fight. I just want to see them fight and all that. Because it was like, hey, here's a change, but I they didn't last year. I just want to see that. That's like for year one. And people really only mean that like they, they need to win. But at least like the things that were below sea level need to at least get back up to sea level. Yeah. And he's like, as long as it's at sea level, I don't care what they do in the details. And I just want you to imagine for a second being the head coach of a top flight basketball program. And there ever being a time in which you say, I don't want to dwell on them not doing the right things that's a quote when they fight like that i can't dwell on them not having assists and not doing the right things i'm pretty sure that's what the paychecks are for that's what you dwell on when you don't have to dwell on the fighting anymore that's the point but the whole thing is like that should have been a given day one and if it wasn't even if you want to grant every excuse in the world it should have been day one second season and we don't grant every excuse in the world. But even if you do, that should have been day one with the new group. You know, so two-thirds through the season, that's not the measure. Two-thirds through your second season, that's not the measure, man. And we all know that. And I, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but these type of quotes just further hammer home the fact that, that the guy just doesn't get it. You know, and, he's, and that's fine. But we can't we can't dwell on in this era right now. Text right UPS jobs text line says these guys lost to a group of guys that look like they could be the grandkids of the socias from the outsider. <laughs> <laughs> That's that got me. Pretty good. The text line is good. <laughs> the text line's good today. Well done. A lot of comments about my my letter to the editor. Also true. Nine year old letter to the editor. 
Texture says he talks say. like I might talk if I coach ten year olds. I'm just glad they played hard and learned. Yeah, the, he right. does talk like that. You know, I remember. My dad was always my little league coach, like T-ball in the first couple of years of little league. My dad was always the coach, and he was uh, maniacal about it just being about when you're five and six and seven years old, you'd, you'd have parents like frothy at the mouth about like, winning and losing. Sure. And he's like, hey, the point of this is for it to be fun. We're learning the game. Get outside a little bit, learn the game, yeah. and learn sportsmanship. That's exactly right. So what matters more in that instance is that that you're getting them involved in the game? You're they're learning what it's like to be on a team and and struggle and all that and learning how to play the game. My dad used to make a stand near the fence and we have to reach back and touch the fence with the baseball and then throw it for all that stuff. He talks like my dad talked when he coached me playing t-ball, and, and it's not. Kenny, I'm sorry. They fought and that is like the, the, the friends we made along the way. Like that we can't. The, the, this is a this is a big damn deal. Uh, you can acknowledge all of the things, like the the injury situation is getting pretty, pretty intense, while also saying it doesn't. At this point, it it doesn't. It didn't look good before the injuries, you know. So it's hard to to play that card right now, you know. But we, he seems like he takes these losses easier. Like Tanner could tell you, takes them better than I take gas bag losses in a beer league softball game. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's a problem. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I talk about our that skill is, level that, and how we got to practice. That is right on point, Biscuit. <laughs> I mean, that's the issue. He has Biscuit has fire. That's right. I believe he has passion. That's right. I you don't have to tell me that. I've, I know that. I've drawn blood every single season. I'm pretty sure of of gas back softball. Texture says, "Beat this horse. We have to make sure it's dead." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say when you said it's like beating a dead horse, I was like, "This horse is. This is. This is." There's flies around us. This horse is beating us. Just keep going. I know. <laughs> uh, but it is like this is this is the downside of, of playing out the string. This is the downside of playing out the string. Where you just say, uh, if you give Kenny the job for the rest of the year or let him keep the job for the rest of the year, this is the downside because we haven't seen the progress in the wins and losses column. Um, these comebacks are super bizarre and they never get there. Well, know, in a, I just don't know what to do with it. In a weird way, it, it's like a, it's like he reinforced how much he doesn't care about the details. Right. You know, like we complain about this all the time. And if you hang around anyone who's like Mark Lieberman, who just has coached basketball at anywhere high school or higher, and they, like they know what to look for at just like a notch above your average fan. Yeah. Those people, to a man or woman, watch them play, and they're like, "This is offensive." What do they do all day? That sort like you hear that. Why are their hands there? What are the they, principles that are guiding them in their actions? I here? can't work backwards from what they do to what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like I can with almost everybody. All that you hear all of that stuff. And you instinctively want to say, like, hey, that's 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 not what they're doing. Like they might not be great, but like but then he comes out and he's like, I really don't care about the them doing the wrong things. You're just like, if oh, they okay. try real hard. Well, you're fired. Right. Like, like, like you're the coach, man. If you aren't, who is? Whose job is it to care about it? Yours. I mean, I watched Bobby at a practice in spring in 2018 because I remember Peter Sermon was there. Andrew Adelson was here. We were just the two of us. We Peter watched Sermon, huh? We, yeah, I know. 
They tried hard. We watched in practice at a spring football practice, she and I, Bobby stand with the punter who I don't remember, in case you were curious, whoever it was, watched him catch the long snap and drop it and spent 15, 20 minutes with him telling him all the things he was doing wrong, catching the snap and dropping it to punt it. Yeah. I don't think Kenny's ever done anything like that in his life. Yeah. Not as the head coach. And that's not to like prop up Bobby at all. I don't think anyone's going to accuse me of that. Right. That's not it. It's just that that's expected. Most coaches are that level of maniacal. And especially in basketball where a head coach knows every facet of the game. I mean, Bobby, he wasn't the special teams coach, you know, but he cared enough about it or knew enough about it to stop the punter and say, hey, and in a much more intense voice, I'm sure. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're doing. This is what's wrong. Like the little corrections. Like this is most coaches facing this situation where their team obviously played hard, they scratched back, but they did a lot of fundamental things wrong. Wouldn't have said, I don't care about the fundamentals. They, they, he would have said, look, it doesn't matter if you play hard if you're not doing the right things. We've heard that before from coaches in that building. We've heard Rick say something to that effect before. Not to go from zero to Rick Patino, but that's our comparison. I'm sure we heard Max say something close to that. You know, that's, I would much, I would expect that from an elite level head coach. I would expect that line yeah. of talking in this situation you as could, opposed yeah, to what Kenny it, does. Take, the, take that quote and just ask, would Bill Self say that? What would Bill Self do? Cheat. <laughs> but he'd win. <laughs> but he'd win. <laughs> Cheat to win, right? All right. Those th- those types of cheating don't matter anymore. That type of cheating does not matter anymore. That much is clear. Let's take a break here. When uh, we come back, there was w- there was one more element of last night that that was like to me. It felt like divine mocking. And uh, another example of even doing good things a bad way. So we'll talk about that on the other side here uh, as well. On the drive on 93 on the Ville. Be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Phone lines are open, 8150 
939-3831-939 for the uh, UPS Jobs text line. Dave, we did get something that I've been begging for for a while uh, last night in Louisville's loss uh, to Clemson uh, with the game uh, getting away from them uh, for a, a stretch at least. You know, I have routinely on this show just talked about Kenny and so uh, just gonna he has always needed I think it's a little bit more of an edge uh, to him uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, maybe display a little bit more of the fight that he asks for that sort of thing. And I've beaten the drum. Get mad and get a technical. You got one. And then uh, my man goes and gets one last night, and I didn't even, like I didn't even get to enjoy it. Like I didn't see what he did. It was just kind of, kind of arguing over. It. Like it was, you know, I wanted them to go all get his money's worth out of it, throw something, yeah, and, get and, really demonstrative, and it, be, and it be yes, and it be clear why he did it, and he was showing out, get tossed, you know. We didn't get to see the action, but he did turn around with that like I just smelled a fart face, you know, and he and he looked like he was upset. But the announcers, did you hear how surprised they were? <laughs> like it, it kind of, they were like, I guess, did Kenny Payne get a technical? Like, Kenny Payne did get that. a technical. Yeah, that's his first of the season. <laughs> so, so look, he got the uh, he got <laughs> the technical, and I was like, even the thing I've been like pleading for didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't even yeah, hit. Yeah. It didn't hit right at all. It didn't hit. I can't even enjoy that. Mm. Now, it did make me laugh. By the way, I saw. Uh, how long's Nate O's been at Alabama? Three years, three or four years. Three or four years, yeah. I saw uh, he was asked at the podium today because what they just beat Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asked at the podium today about his record in games in which he gets a technical. He is seventeen and four. <laughs> That's twenty-one technicals in just a couple of years. That's one every three or four games. I don't know what to do with that. I'm not saying you got to be like that necessarily, but no, but yeah. Texture says he told the ref he wanted a third year and he got teed up. <laughs> so twenty. Are you is doing the math here? This fifth is year. Is it his fifth year still? Because yeah, he took the job at at four a year so is still yeah. every whatever ten games. Do you know what? You know what his wife's name is? <laughs> no. Crystal Oats. I don't know why that's so funny to me. It sounds like a brand. Yeah. Yeah. New and Crystal improved. Oats. Crystal Oats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crystal Overnight Oats. Not a lot. That's Hey, we've talked about this before. There's not, not some last names. Like, there is no good first name. Not really. Yeah. And Oats might be one of those. Yeah. Eh. Quaker. Yeah, see. <laughs> Quaker Oats. There's nothing you can put with it at all. Instant Oats. 8150-939. Let's uh, kick things off here with Antonio. Antonio, welcome into The Drive on Attendeville on a Wednesday, buddy. What's up? Uh, thanks for taking my call, you guys. Uh, I just wanted to know the fans could actually use some dates. When does the season, does it end after the ACC tournament loss? And that, is that when the buyout drops? Or how does that work, fellas? I, I really would like to know when Josh could even start dismissing the coach, present coach. Sure. I appreciate the call, uh, Antonio. Uh, Thank you. I yeah. did have a yeah, one more comment. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a big shout out. What my new favorite Louisville, present Louisville athlete, I was uh, 
actually early in the line receiving uh, assistance because of, you know, the situation I'm in. Sure. But Ashton Gelati helped carry the stuff to my car. And I just realized how important Louisville Athletics is to this community. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that man take his free time to help other people in need. Big shout-out to Ashton Gelati. He's my second favorite present UVA athlete behind Olivia Cochran. Yeah. They just represent what this university is about, what this community has a symbiotic relationship with this university. And right now, basketball is hurting this, uh, this community. And I'll just leave it at that, though. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for Thank taking you. my call. Yeah, Antonio, I appreciate uh, the call there, buddy. Ashton is an exemplary person. He's an excellent kid. By all accounts, uh, you know, the He's last an impressive week, young man. Got to sit down with he and Quincy Riley both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, moms of both have a lot to be proud of right. with both of those guys. So, I, I, Antonio, thank you for sharing that. I'm not shocked to hear that. He really is that kind of person. Yeah. Uh, Ashton, in particular. I know, I think I know him better than Quincy, but like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not surprised to hear that story at all. Not at all. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about what he's done in the community. Um, and I'm sure he does just like that a lot more than we see. You know, every once in a while you see uh, somebody does a story or you see a little press drop here or there, but he's out there. Like, they're out there. A lot of the athletes here locally use their their NIL or their just their time and energy for good. Uh, and that's been one of the, the, the best parts about this this push the last couple of years. So uh, awesome to hear that. And the There's bio drops about on dates. April 1st. Yeah, so I yeah. know that that's been brought up as far as like Louisville that it might impact the timing of a decision, but with the calendar and the portal mm-hmm. and the possibility, I guess at least that Louisville's replacement might still be in the NCAA tournament and that sort of thing. I I just don't think. Hopefully, really sure that would be yeah. nice, but I don't. I I don't think they can wait for that. You know, I to for it to go down by two million by waiting for what April first. Yeah, I just don't think they can. I would understand logically maybe trying to do that, but if to give your new coach a chance to be successful here, I just I don't think they can afford to do that. That's what I've been saying from the beginning, and I, I look the ACC tournament starts on March twelfth. You know, but the problem with this is I feel like if they weren't gonna. If they're going to wait that long, they're going to wait another three weeks, in my opinion, or two and a half weeks, whatever they need to do uh, to get to the end there and, and, and get that $2 million savings. So, like, what I was saying is I don't understand why you don't do it sooner, you know, and give yourself a head start, and I understand you're losing $2 million in the deal, but I don't know if it's feasible to wait until April 1st. Right. So why would you wait until March 12th? You know, like, I, I just, that's what doesn't sit right with me. It can't be all about that $2 million. Like It's just we have to get a head start. One of the things that was a big indication at the beginning of Kenny Payne's, the Kenny Payne era is that he wasn't in a hurry to do anything. You know, He wasn't in a hurry to, to hit the ground recruiting. He wasn't in a hurry to hire his staff. He wasn't in a hurry to, to, to get his support staff in order. He wasn't in a hurry to move to Louisville. You know, it just didn't seem like he wasn't in a hurry to do anything. We need a coach that's got a sense of urgency from day one, and I'd love to reflect that by getting rid of him. You know, get, uh, firing the current head coach in a timely fashion, so we can we can hit the ground running, get the best candidate, and turn it around. I mean, obviously, the counter to that is a lot of the best candidates. Hopefully, you would hope are still coaching on April first, but there's only going to be four coaches still coaching in April. Four. I would hate to preclude ourselves from hiring any of the other 
you know, 100, 330, 350, um, 360 Division One coaches because we were waiting till April 1st. And that just doesn't, doesn't sit right with me, and I'm sure it doesn't sit right with a lot of people. I know you can do back-channel stuff, but there's certain overt things that coaches need to do yeah. that um, can only be done if they're hired. It's all out in the open. Texture says Royal Oats is the easiest name, mm-hmm. and I agree. Olivia always seems like she's a few seconds away from punching someone in the mouth. I love her. That's right. That's why she's been my favorite player since literally high school. <laughs> Kenny needs Before to go be a camp, camp counselor camp. somewhere. I think that's what he got to be at UK. Yeah. Good cop. I think you're right. Yeah. I just don't I, – I'll, I'll st- stick to my guns that – when you look at his career progression, it wasn't one that was progressing towards a major college basketball head coaching job. Uh, that's not what he was being groomed for. That he didn't seek out those opportunities, in my opinion, you know, to make him the best candidate possible before he was offered the job at his alma mater. That's not what his history looks like. It looks like somebody who was a you know worked closely with Nike, and that's how he transitioned into coaching. You know, worked at Oregon. Got a job at Kentucky, but he was mostly, you know, almost like a player relations role more than anything. Became every player's favorite coach because that's what he was. You know, he was the guy that came and smoothed things over or developed that strong relationship off the court. Went to a job with the Knicks, was offered in that time period, I'm sure, several opportunities to become a head coach, including the one we know about, which is DePaul, and didn't show any interest at any point. That's not somebody who developed a well-rounded skill set. There's lots of assistants that are career assistants that develop a well-rounded skill set, whether it's you start as a recruiter, uh, you do more of the scout, then you become the first chair assistant. Like Lloyd. You know, somebody like that who spent his entire career consuming basketball and having basketball consume him in a good way. He was on Tibbs' uh, staff, right, with the Knicks? You yeah. talking? About, yes. So yeah. that's the ultimate good cop, bad cop. Right, <laughs> right, right. But at, at no point do we know that he, he was never a first chair assistant for a college program and everything that entails. You know, it doesn't seem like he was knee deep in, in X's and O's, at least from what we can tell, from what I know from people in Lexington and, and the, the prevailing wisdom of people that covered that team during that time period. It just doesn't seem like this was his goal. And when we're told, like when he told us and it seemed like he was just being overly respectful to the Dolan families, like they had to convince me to take this job. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that he was telling the truth. You know, and that's not a great indicator either. Let's get uh, Kevin in here. Kevin, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, Mike and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's no longer Biggest Biscuit. It's uh, Softest Muffin. <laughs> wow. Those fighting words. Look. No, because as soon as I hung up the phone, he was like, all right, bye, Mike. Come from him. So I'm coming for him today. You come at you come Kevin the Mechanic, you better come straight. Maybe that's what you were doing, uh, Dave. You called it Mike and the Mechanics? Like, that's no, what it that's was? Right. Is it's that Mark. what it was? Not Dave. It's not Dave. It's Mark. All right. All right. I like it. Fine. Look, Kevin, I, 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 I apologize profusely. I still yeah. feel bad about it. You should. You should. No. Sorry, um, Muffin. I, Again, I you know I listened to the game last night and I was like, okay, you know, and I'm like watching. I'm like, okay, they lost. 
But yeah, I mean, wow, they really scrapped back into it. And then when he puts his foot right square in his mouth, it's like, I, you can't even, like, wow, yeah. It was, I mean, you know, zero assists, you know, halfway through the game. Great. Oh, God. But then, hey, look, they're making it close. Okay, they're making a run. Oh, I can't be upset about the assists, and I can't be uh, – I mean, we we, we beat – you know, we had double-digit more rebounds than they did, and we still lost, and he still goes out and puts his foot in his mouth. And I just – it just – it breaks my head anytime I think about it. Um, And, yeah, uh, I think Antonio was the the guy that called him before um, because i got to get through my thoughts. Yeah, this, I, I, every time I call in, I will sit there. You know, we'll, I'll talk about you know this this community, Louisville. We we are a great community. We are a great sports town. You know, if if you come here, we're going to help you. If you you know if you come here, you need it. You do the right thing. We're we're there for you. And it, that's that that's it's it's days like that that remind me. Hey, today's not great, but it could be a lot worse. And so I remember that. Uh, my mom is actually listening right now. She's she's started listening again. So shout out to my mother who's also made it easy. And um, yeah, my phone just died. <laughs> I'll let you all go, but all right. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Kevin. Always good uh, to hear from you as well, buddy. And uh, I'll I'll right, do guys, my Kevin. very best to make sure that uh, that Dave calls you the right name from now on, Kevin. Shout out Mama Mechanic, though. See, I was trying to just, I thought he, I thought I'd heard Mike in my ear. It's not like I heard Kevin's voice and I was like, that's Mike. You know? <laughs> Come on. Let's get, I'm sorry. Let's get Tim in here next. Tim, welcome into the drive on 93 on the Bill, buddy. What's up? What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. So, hey. a couple things. Uh, I was reading an article earlier this week at like the top 10 uh, football programs of all time in college, and like seven or eight was like LSU and Michigan. I think most people see U of L basketball as kind of like seven, eight, nine, somewhere as far as yeah. top ten basketball programs. So imagine, imagine uh, the LSU coach, whoever it may be at the time, or Michigan coach coming out after a loss in conference and saying, "You know what? Uh, we played a team tonight that's a borderline legitimate bowl team, and we had a good effort." That's what Kenny did last night. He he praised Clemson for being a legitimate bubble team. They have a losing record in the ACC, and now our program is at the standard where we played well against a team that may or may not, probably won't, be in the NCAA tournament. That's number one. That was a uh, what? Looking at my radio, like you said earlier, Ennis. I said it this afternoon when you said that, and I had already heard the clip this morning mm-hmm. and said it again. Secondly, uh, compare his comment last, and I hate to compare Coach Patino with Coach Payne. Everybody does it. We all do it. But I'm, and I know it was a decade ago, but I'm sorry. It's all I got to compare him to. Go back about a month ago, three weeks ago, when Rick was asked how he felt after a loss hmm. in a hard-fought game. I think it was when they played Marquette, maybe, and they lost at the buzzer. Compare his answer to the same type of question that Kenny got last night, and Kenny talking about how proud he was. And that, yeah, we went two of 22, and then he literally literally said, don't care. He didn't care that he went two for 22. So it's just, it's just amazing how he always talks about brick by brick, how, how, how he's tearing down our program brick by brick, brick by brick with his press conferences. And it's frustrating. We didn't have our point guard injured when the game started last night. We weren't in foul trouble when the game started last night, and we still got down 20. So we can't use that as excuses either. Um, it's just crazy. But, you know, I guess we're almost done. Six more weeks. And 
Groundhog Day is this Friday, so maybe that maybe that'll be a good time for you for basketball as well. So take care, boys. Yeah, what does it mean? Thank you. Uh, what does it mean if the if the Groundhog sees Kenny Shadow? Uh, I I have six a lot more of questions. Of fighting. I have lots of questions. Six more weeks of fighting. Steve, welcome in the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, appreciate you guys. I don't uh, I don't know if Kevin's phone died or he got arrested. You, know, you heard that siren <laughs> in the background. <laughs> no, for, None not, of our not business. To, not to besmirch. <laughs> yeah, not to besmirch, man. I'm sure it was just his phone died. But anyway, it was just a thought. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to catch Bob this afternoon when he called in on his show. I was driving uh, and traveling. And Unfortunately, stuff. I was working. I didn't get a chance to hear it. That he kind of broke this down, and he was talking about Kenny being a developer and how happy and proud and excited he was that he saw and got what he wanted last night. And of course, Bob's not going to, you know, go after a coach, so he he didn't finish. What I'm sure this is my thought, anyway. He definitely did. Is yes, but you did not win, you know. But he said Kenny was ecstatic after the game and and so proud of the guys. Like that's all legit. That's real. And and. That is what happens when you have a career assistant, developer. It's like he's running a camp, but it doesn't result in wins. I don't know if that was his formula and he thought it would eventually or if it will. It never. It's not going to get time to, but you're, you're talking about a five-year process probably, or if you held on to guys for years at a time, and it's just not – it's part of what's not going to work, and I think his comments last night kind of explained the conundrum about why did you think you had so much time to do this? Or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's always confused me, like the sense of urgency thing. But uh, and you said, uh, Mark, you said earlier, like what coach would say this? Cal, Cal would say that <laughs> after a game, and, and and but Cal has Scott would has say weight. it too. Yeah, Cal has weight to say it because yeah. he's got. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he's got Final Fours, and he's got a championship. So yeah, I think that's part of Kenny's thing, too, is he's he never really rolled in the mud. I'm not saying he didn't work hard to get where he's at. I'm not saying he hadn't paid dues, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? He's always kind of been – he was with Oregon and the Nike, and then he's with Cal, and it's like – He's never had he, to make a lot of chicken salad. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get your skill through osmosis. Like, it, it's not – you know, and, and that's just – part of this whole thing man it's frustrating but um like everybody everybody's probably going to end every call over the next handful of weeks is, is well this much time left this much time left and hopefully that's where we're at and then the excitement becomes the search so appreciate the line man thanks yep. for letting me in appreciate uh steve thank you uh as always yeah dave you know my my biggest fear in kenny making some comments like that uh is that like he's the one that's like over the rope now and like I'm afraid that him saying like, "Look, they fought hard." Uh, I don't care about any of the details. When we're, we're you want a coach to be life and death with every single detail, right? Um, I can remember vividly. Buzz Williams, I think, brought a Virginia Tech team here that shot the lights out. I think they hit like 18 threes or something. Maybe in 2016, and that Louisville just couldn't stop them yeah but managed to outscore them quite well but it was a very weird game and i can remember thinking like i don't think rick's gonna be super thrilled about this and in the post-game press conference rick talked about that we had to win with our offense and he was mad yeah they won <laughs> he was not happy because of a bunch of things that went on. And, and i'm 
fearful that a comment like that from Kenny really just indicates he's that he's he's at the place mentally where he's like, I just want to have some fun before I get fired. Like, I'm not really even going to be much of a hard ass on things because it's over. Well, there's no point in him changing his demeanor at this point. The hay's in the barn. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying from his perspective, you know, like I, I hate it. Everybody knows I hate it. You know, I just, uh, but at this point, I mean, what's, what's it going to accomplish for him? I don't know. I don't know what his goals are. Well, I'd like, no, I'd like for him to still at least try to convince everybody that he's fighting for something. But like, like it's funny here, his comments at the end of the game about them fighting makes me think he's not fighting. What I'm saying is, I just don't. I, I, clearly, his goals don't align with the, align with the rest of ours. Like right now, because the only thing that matters and the only thing that should matter for him right now, I mean, outside of all the, is getting dubs. Like that's the only stat that really matters right now. You know, and and how to make this team win basketball games. And I understand that they're on the ropes with injuries or situations. I get that. I get it. Player availability is awful. They just don't have a lot of options right now. Uh, and if they don't get anybody back before next game, it's probably going to be kind of ugly, you know. And, and but you got to, like you said, make chicken salad out of chicken. You know, you have to do it sometimes. That's the coach's job. And he's never grasped that at this point. All right, we'll take a quick break uh, here. Change gears just a little bit. Major uh, stuff happening off the field. Yeah, uh, in the world of college athletics, something worth paying attention to, something we've really not seen before. We'll talk about that on the other side here as well. On the drive on Athenville. Be right back. 